Mazindo is a relationships therapist and a mental health practitioner. Now, he knows how to touch a nerve, but he knows how to heal that nerve as well. Hence, we have him on the show. It's absolutely amazing. Today, we're talking about the psychological differences between males and females and how they affect their relationships. Hey, as this relationship man, because we don't stop talking about it because we live in a society where um, we need to interrelate, you know? Okay, let's get this conversation going. Good morning, Lisa Honolo. Good morning, Uncle Leko and the A-teamers, and thank you very much for having me. Are we having one of those conversations, uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it's awfully close, even though not exactly the same. <laughs> All right. There are a lot of differences. I mean, physically, it's obvious. But psychologically, where it's not necessarily obvious between men and females. Um, but the way these differences affect our relationships can vary. Let's talk about how the psychological makeup of males and females is formed. Thank you very much. And the question has always been is it a matter of conception or is it a matter of conditioning were we born different or were we trained to be different were we socialized into a society that demands that we are different so the answer would be yes it's it's a little bit of both like for example if you look at the physical makeup of women they have um, a smaller physical structure and they also have um, maybe a little bit more, a, a little bit less strength compared to men. And now we, that takes us to the times before we even had the police and the houses and the, the cars and transports and there were wild animals all over the world. So that put used to put women in a very vulnerable state. Like, for example, if a predator or someone wants to attack and between a man and a woman, the softest target would be a man. And so a woman for to survive that kind of environment would need a very, very strong intuition, knowing, knowing without anything telling her that there's danger here and I should keep myself away. And I believe that is an evolutionary factor that women have evolved with and have never left because they still have the need to feel safe. That is why when us, when we men do not tell the truth to the women in our lives, they don't only take it as a lie, but they take it as an indication of someone who is this displaying their inability to be faithful to us and because they can't faith they can't be faithful to us then we cannot trust them so that is an 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 a, a natural or instinctive uh, uh, difference between a man and a woman a man has a little bit less intuition than a woman so a 
that is why they say women have the sixth sense that is the sense that helped her survive like making up for maybe a little bit uh, or the lack of strength that she had compared to a man so that she she could be able to sense danger long before it gets too close so that they can maybe hide or run for cover but uh, the other thing that we is worth thinking about is how our gender roles are assigned to us the moment we are born. We have already, we already have gender roles assigned to us even before we even know or we are even given a name because you are only given a name once you register with home affairs but during that time they would call you for example baby mazindo because you don't have a name but if you can check where they wrote baby mazindo in that bed after you were born they have already assigned a color to you if you are a boy they write it in blue if you are a girl they write it in green if you are a boy your room is painted in no, not in green, in pink. In, and if you are a girl, your room is painted in pink. Most of your things are pink. If, if you're a boy, they're blue. I don't know, but I get the sense that, that even those colors, how they are assigned to us, they can also influence our psychological makeup as if we were born different because we were assigned gender roles when we were too young to decide whether we are males and females, especially in these complicated days where gender is not a fluid thing or a binary thing of being either a male or a female. There's so much in between, but we have already been assigned roles. If you are a boy and you play with dolls, your parents will take away the dolls and they say no this is for girls and if you are a girl you play with cars they do the same so they don't we are not allowed to grow up to be who we are but we are allowed we are groomed to grow up into what the society expects of us like for example we men are groomed for autonomy to be autonomous so that they can be able to fend for themselves and the families but women are groomed to for affiliation to build their lives around helping someone or relating with someone or connecting with someone and that's why you have we have a name for the wife of a pastor we say it's a mamuruti but what name do we have to the husband of a pastor we still don't have it so it's like women are conditioned to build their lives around helping their children helping their husbands or derive their identity about around who they relate with and that's where our psychological differences come even though most of the psychological differences are um, natural or biological or what we are born with, most of the psychological differences between us men and women are actually what we have been conditioned to know about ourselves. So we have been trained to be different more than we have been born to be different. You see now, these psychological makeups between men and women is a styling man. It's yes. in relationships. People come into relationships and they forget that this woman has a way of thinking and reacting. This man has a way of thinking and reacting. And then they have clashes. How do we try to make sure that we don't clash too much and we find each other? And does it mean we have to compromise or we need to assess each other's? What should we be doing? Right. That's a good question because apart of apart from the childhood traumas that people are experiencing one of the main sources of conflict that couples bring to me in my counseling room is based on the 
differences, these differences that we are talking about, not understanding how different we are. Like, for example, uh, a, a man might try to make sense of what the woman is saying. And sometimes what a woman is saying does not have to make sense to a man. She just speaks to connect, not to appeal to a man's sense of competence. And, and in most cases, women speak from their heart and we speak from our minds. And there's nothing that actually converts the message from the heart to the head of a man or the message from the head of a man to the heart of a woman. That's why most women think their men are heartless, but most men think their women are crazy because I'm trying to interpret what you are saying from a different frequency. The frequency of the heart speaks emotions and the frequency of the mind speaks logic. And men are more inclined to logic uh, than, 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 than emotions. And even though they do have emotions and they are capable of experiencing emotions, but they, they are more inclined to speaking from their heads. And this is more... There are, there are exceptions to the rule, but this is more like a rule based on my professional experience and what's there in literature. So what, what happens when conflicts are caused is that men would want to receive women as if they are receiving another man and women want to be receiving another man as if they are receiving women. Like, for example, you guys will actually feel upset if we don't remember specific details but we we somehow we struggle to remember the details uh, especially the details that have to do with um, like for example what the, the grocery that i should buy that's when i will text you several times what else did you say i should buy how, how does it look like what which aisle should i go to even so we still get things wrong we we it's like we don't have the mind that is very meticulous in terms of paying attention to details because we tend to look at the bigger picture and then you know if you can see the bigger picture the details are not very very clear but if you focus more on details the bigger picture is not very clear so sometimes we try to show you the bigger picture and and and, and you see the details within the picture and that causes communication breakdown because even though we are looking at the same object we are not looking at the same way one is looking at the whole and so the other one is looking for little things that sum up to the whole the challenge to to bridge that gap is to be more attentive and more responsive. If you tell me your truth, if you tell me there's a microphone in front of you, I can't say to you, you are lying just because there's no microphone in front of me. I should understand that you are, you are seeing the things that I do not see, and I should open up to you telling me more about what you see so that I can understand what you are seeing and experiencing from your perspective as a person who is different from me, and so that we can understand each other. But Couples are too quick to dismiss each other's facts and feelings or emotions. Like, for example, um, maybe the, 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 the husband, the wife would be saying, you are spending too much time away from me. Yes, you are in the house, but you are never with me. And the husband would say something like, that's ridiculous and that's a lie. You know, I'm always in the house. So you are making someone question their own observations, their own emotions, their own intelligence and their own thinking by dismissing or addressing what they are saying as a lie. They know what they see, even though you don't see it. So if they tell you what they see, instead of trying to dismiss them, try to understand them, try to hear them out, and try to be responsive to what they say. Yeah, responsive, I love it.
I love it. Little Honolo, I love what you're saying. Hey, but it's not easy. Let me go to Zanin. In Zanin, I've got Umkanya. Uh, Umkanya. Good morning, Eti, my Mukai. Morning, morning, morning. You're a man, Mukai. Um, I just want to, <laughs> to put this to your guest, you know? yeah. I, I want to hear what his take on this one, uh, that um, I disagree on him when he's saying that uh, women, physical uh, or whatever, they are uh, uh, less uh, privileged than men or less, less strength than men. What, what, what is his take when I put it to him that uh, there is no less strength to, to, to women according to, uh, um, from men because uh, culturally uh, in Africa, we used to be ruled by women. They were kings, they were queens. And these women, they used to move on their own in the bush, attacking, defending themselves from lions and all wild animals. What is his text on this one? That there were women who were so much powerful than us men. You, you heard me now. Mm, okay. Mukanya, let's hear. Let's honor. Did you hear Mukanya's question? Oh, yeah, I did. I did hear his question. Yeah, uh, stay on the line, Mukanya, in case you want to have some banter. Go ahead, um, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. As I have already mentioned, is I, I, I already mentioned that there's a thin line in terms of understanding whether the gender differences between men and women are a matter of conception or a matter of conditioning. But if you can, even if you can check now, the let's say Banyana Banyana never play for the same team with Bafana Bafana. There's, there are always divisions between men and women. And uh, women run their own races, men run their own races, even though they are training very, very hard. So that also shows that there's a general um, observation or acceptance of the differences in physical strength compared to men. Um, between men and women or some kind, some kind of a difference, whether it's a psychological makeup. Some of the, the, it sounds to me like the women who went into the fields. Remember, if you were not born to to be able to do something, you can always be trained to do it. Even if you were born and you were not able to, you are you were unable to sing. If you can train hard enough, you can be just as good as someone who was born to sing. So, in obviously in Africa, there's a culture and there's some kind of training that has always been happening to people. And if we as a society realize that, you know what, we need to navigate the wild and we don't have the physical strength to do so, we can train ourselves physically to be able to develop this, <clears throat> the strength that we need to survive anything. So that that what 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 he is saying is not something that I can disagree with. I do agree that with training and conditioning, the gender differences that exist can be breached. That, that was exactly what I was trying to say when I started that, okay, it, for in few things we were born that way, but with much conditioning and much training and much con um, um, uh, exposure to things, we can end up functioning more or less the same, if not exactly the same. So yes, it is actually a matter of conditioning that some women, even though physically they had, they, they lacked the strength that men had, they can still be trained to be as strong as the men so that they can navigate the wild on their own. Are you happy with that one, Mukaya? 
Oh, Mukai is off the line. All right, I hear you. Now, in our differences, our approach to certain issues and elements in relationships are very different, men and women. And obviously here we are talking about uh, heterosexual relationships, right? Um, our approach is different. The, the, the house is burning. A man's reaction and a woman's reaction is not the same. And this can cause conflict. How do we resolve such conflict? Or how do we find each other in such instances? Yeah, we, we need to understand this. Let me call them inherent differences, even though, like I mentioned, it's, it's, some of them were not born with them. But at this stage, it's very, it's very difficult to know the difference. Let's say, for example, you know, uh, our wives, for example, they'll be saying, doesn't something move in you when you see the sink full of dishes? And the answer is, for most of us, nothing moves. As long as I have a dish that I can use to pour food for myself, I'm okay. And if I don't have a dish, I'll go to the sink and wash the only that dish that I need to, to eat and then take it back there. Uh, the, they would ask, is, doesn't something move in you when the floor is so dirty? As long as I have a place to put my food on, I'm okay. It, it happens to most of us men. And we... we, 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 we as men don't understand how emotionally attached women are to their environment to an extent that they actually feel something when the house is dirty. And that's, that shows how we are actually logically attached to our environment that, okay, it's dirty, but I can still walk around it. It's dirty, but it does not block my view. So that, that, that leads us to mostly as men think about the, the usefulness of things and we tend to procrastinate over things that we don't see as, as important like for example the the, the 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 light bulb has bent like it has it needs to be changed as long as it's not a danger to me or my family um, i might not change it or a leak on the roof until it floods in the house and i say to myself i swear that after this flood i'm going to fix the roof sometimes men we take too long to act and that can be frustrating to our female counterparts who are our wives or our girlfriends because they are very very quick to act so we usually i, I, I in my counseling sessions i do what i call the communication exercise whereby i allow you to have um, a discussion about whatever you want to discuss and what we find is that people listen to each other already being defensive already trying to figure out answers that will out smart the person who is talking so people focus more on trying to outsmart each other than trying to hear each other out and actually understand each other and i found it to be true what steve covey has been saying that most people are miss the message because they don't listen to understand but they listen to respond so most people want to listen to respond and to catch each other in their words and that makes things worse the thing is stop listen to what the other person talk about things because if you talk about things and you try to prove each other wrong eventually you will talk about nothing and once you talk about nothing everything will be uh will be concluded internally and that will breed more conflict but if you can sit down and say okay i understand that you are a man and this is what you are inclined to do psychologically um maybe you are maybe inclined to not feel the 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 the, the anything when the the when the sink is full of dishes but 
I would appreciate it if you can help me make sure that when you see the sink is full of dishes, if you have time, please help me. Like, let's sit down and talk and not disregard each, the other person's worldview because it's different from mine. If you are facing me and I'm facing you, what you see behind me is not what I see behind you. So that's what I've been trying to emphasize. Try seek to understand each other. Try to learn how different you are. Accept your differences as part of your reality. Because if you think, because as couples, we have this illusion of thinking we are exactly the same, like we are in sync. And you can listen to the songs that says like things like two hearts that beat as one and breathing together. Yes, it's very good to be in sync, but let's not allow that to lead us into believing that we are exactly the same. Because thinking we are exactly the same is what frustrates us when our differences play out. But if we can embrace those, those differences and not necessarily put them aside, but put them together, we will find that we will build a relationship that is superior to each of us separated. So we are stronger together than we are apart. But let's talk about our differences. Let's talk about our preferences and let's be responsive to what the other person is saying. Let's talk about where we want this relationship to go. Let's talk about what it would take to take that relationship there and how conflicts may arise and how those conflicts may be solved. If you are prepared to solve a conflict, it's easier to solve it like if then if you deny there will be conflict because you are actually hiding under the illusion that you are exactly the same. Yes, we are the same because we are human beings and there are things that are similar about us, but there are also things that are different about us. And those things are meant to help us complement ourselves. We don't get attracted to people like us. We get attracted to people who are different from us because we see those people having the things that we lack in us. But we also need, need to see ourselves as people who are having the things that our partner lack in themselves. And then we need to understand that we are there to make the the contribution in our partner's lives just as much as they are there to make a contribu contribution in ours. Then we can be able to address our conflicts in a way that works for us as a couple. If we can talk about it with the understanding that conflicts will happen, we are different and we don't have to be the same, but we need to find ways to bridge the gap between the two of us. All right. What are the similarities then, especially when it comes to a romantic or attraction between men and women? Right. Number one, when human beings are, I don't know if it's true with animals, but when human beings are attracted to each other, they tend to unconsciously mimic each other. So if you want to know if a person likes you, check what they do when they look at you. If they do some of the things that you do, it, it means they're attracted to you. So attraction makes us behave the same way. It makes us mimic each other's behavior. Um, in psychology, we call it rapport. You, 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 it, it builds a rapport without you knowing. If you can check around in the restaurant, you can see, the, you can very easily see the person who's attracted to you because they try, they start to 
to to mirror your actions and and when you when when you smile they smile and that creates a sense that me and this person are in sync maybe we are one we are a unit remember when two things are the same or be, when two people are behave the same their brain interprets them as a unit as one thing so we we are actually more attracted to each other based on our differences than our similarities but that attraction makes us look like we are similar because of how we tend to mimic each other's behavior especially yeah the, the nonverbal behavior sometimes even the words that you say the mannerisms you know if you can if you can maybe uh, observe a couple who talks maybe if one person likes to say something like you know every time they speak they say you know before you know it, the other person will be saying the same thing when they speak. It's because attraction leads us to actually mirroring um, the behavior of people that we are, we are, we are attracted to. So that's where the similarities come from. So we think we are exactly the same because of how we mimic each other. Sometimes we even mimic each other's breathing. When you breathe deep, I might even find myself breathing deep and this is something that happens unconsciously yes and that create that creates an illusion that we are the same but in actual fact we are so different that we see that we can complement each other when we meet that is why in heterosexual relationships men are attracted to women and women are attracted to men i'm attracted to the things in you that i don't have in myself so when we establish a relationship i want uh to I, I i i want to understand that there are things that I, I i lack that you have but because you are a unit with me the things that i lack in myself i have them in you so that's i would say a relationship is built more by differences because differences means we can complement each other than they are by similarities where similarities is just that we are the same we must be soulmates but remember those similarities most of them not all of them most of them were built by the mirroring of behavior that uh, uh, come after the attraction itself all right navigating gender differences that's where we're going to wrap up how do we navigate them? How do we make sure that the one who wants roses and the one who doesn't understand why I must buy flowers for 500 rand live together in harmony and show love to each other in the right way and using the love language thing that we are so accustomed to now? I almost said that, that if I say I love you in Corsa and you have no idea what I'm saying, I am going to communicate the message to you, but you are never going to receive it. Um, if you tell me in Sesotho, for example, and I don't understand Sotho and I'm Kosa, in, in South Africa, everybody understands it, every language, but it's just for a practical example. If I don't communicate with you in a way, in a language that you understand, you are going to think I'm not communicating, even though I'm not sure, I'm, I'm very much sure that I am. And we need to understand how men communicate versus how women communicate. When men communicate, they sort of provide a report. In other words, they give facts. But when women communicate, they are looking for rapport. In other words, they are looking for connection. Like, have you ever lit listened to yourself when you trying to tell your husband about the day that was overwhelming? 
and it, it it includes a number of things. It's like my day was so bad, and I made a lot of mistakes at work. Zonke I, Bog, I, I even tell him the colors and the time, and you know, and uh, you know how the hair flickered. This Absolutely, and all the regrets that you have, like I regret looking for this job and I regret studying the course that led to me finding this job. I actually regret having children. I regret having a husband. I mean, if I was alone, maybe I would be less overwhelmed. I'd be able to focus more on myself. It's that kind of information. And when you are talking, we are listening for facts that we are going to respond to. And then of all the things that you said about how overwhelming the day was, we could say something like, if you don't like that job, why don't you look for another one? And if you don't like your children, if you regret having children, why don't you leave them with me? And if you regret getting married, why don't you file for divorce? Can we imagine what that does to you when somebody gives you that kind of a response, when you were expecting them to be more empathic, to actually validate your feelings as um, valid, but you are getting someone who's trying to give you solutions because we men are always looking for something to fix even if it's not broken we want to fix it so usually when you when when women tell us the details of their problems we listen for problems that we are going to solve and that makes us come across as people who don't hear you people who don't see you and people who don't understand you because of how we are i mean i need to solve my wife's problems i need to fix whatever is wrong and i have to find logic in what she says so that i can apply logic in my in my approach to helping her so as men we need to understand that even though sometimes we are implicated in what our women are saying about their struggles the goal is to say is for them to say to us i need you i need if 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 my wife says to me, you know, I've been overwhelmed and all those things. What maybe she is trying to say, if she she could put it in my language as a man, it, she could say something like, I've been through a lot today and I need a hug from you. Or I need you to spend some time with me. Or I need you to sort of tell me that it's going to be okay or you understand what I am, or demonstrate to me that you understand what I'm trying to tell, to tell you, especially what I am feeling. But Tina, as men, I mean, we are t- say, saying it straight as it is. You ask me how was my day, say my day was fine, I can't complain. And we don't provide all the details in our communication. So that, because of how we are psychologically, as men we when we have problems we love to keep quiet and figure them out but women when they have problems they love to talk about them so that they can connect with other people remember i said they were groomed for affiliation so when they have problems they want to connect Tina, as men, when we have problems, we want to disconnect so that we figure ourselves out. So um, if you are a woman and you are giving your husband a silent treatment, you're actually giving him a peace of mind so that he can figure himself out. But if you maybe, for example, you, you, are, you have a problem, you need to talk, your husband has a problem, needs to disengage, that creates problem for both of you because now I'm talking to someone who doesn't want to talk. You don't know how we are built. So many women think if we disengage, we don't want to talk to them. And then that becomes a problem. And if it becomes a problem, the more problems they have, the more they talk. 
And now the more they talk, it becomes a problem to me. And the more problems I have, the more I disengage. That's one of the common things that I've discovered over the past 17 years of working with couples on daily basis, that the more we men have problems, the more we disengage, the less we talk, but the more women have problems, the more they talk. So now someone is trying to talk to the one who is trying to talk to the one who, want, who, who would rather be quiet. And the other one is expecting someone to give them space because they would, as men, when you have problems, we would want to give you space so that you can figure it out. So we need to understand that we are not having the same experiences here. And as a man, you need to understand that, okay, when there's a problem, I want, I tend to want to isolate, but I have to take a deliberate effort to get out of my cave and to make sure that I meet my woman halfway and um, maybe try to hear her out when she speaks and maybe hold her, maybe do something, give non-verbal gestures that show that I'm here for you, I'm involved with you. And as, 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 as I can give the same advice to women as well. When your, man, when your man has problems, don't try to get him to talk about them. We men, we, when we need help, when we need advice, we solicit it, we ask for it. And, and, and if we ask for it and you don't give it to us, we will stop asking for it when we need it. And but when we don't ask it and you give it to us, it makes us feel like we are incompetent and men value competence a lot. You so are women very complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah, just as much as we think you guys are complicated. It's true. Let's go to a voice note and then wrap up. There's an A-teamer's voice note that we're going to play just now. Um, this A-teamer wants to contribute on the conversation. Good morning. Menung Kululeko. Yeah, what what Abdul Sonal is saying is very true. Uh, for example, I just found a girlfriend here, men <laughs> who we think are like. Uh, when we talk, it's like intoxicating thing. Learn audience. When I say something, kana we we talk the same at the same time. Hey, that connection, it yawns horse, it scares me. Now, wow, I've been looking for someone like that. And I'm from a suit. Wow. Wow, I'm also saying the same thing. Little as we wrap up our conversation, please give us your closing remarks. Yeah, I would like to say to the A-teamers that it's okay to be different as men and women. We don't have to be alike to like each other. We don't have to be the same to get along. We need to just embrace and celebrate our differences because that's what brought us together. That's what attracted us to, to each other in the first place. And but because now we are together and we are benefiting from each other's strengths, we 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 tend to focus to focus on the weaknesses and then we don't enjoy our marriages or our relationships because now we speak we spend most of our time trying to fix each other remember with every strength comes a weakness if my strength is me being a loving person towards you that could be that could mean I'm a loving person towards other people as well even though I would not love them the same way as you so let's Let's normalize understanding that our differences is what keep us together. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you want to glue the similar things together, you have to somehow put in something that is slightly different from them. It's not the case in everything, but 
I want to encourage the A-teamers to let's put our difference together, not necessarily aside. The, you know, the differences that are causing havoc between us, we can put them aside. But if we can put our differences together and embrace each other's strengths and help each other and be empathic towards each other, compassionate towards each other, understanding that we are doing the best we can to live together, even though we are psychologically wired to be different. Embrace your differences instead of rejecting them, because if you reject them, they will lead to you rejecting each other. If you understand you are different, make jokes about them, laugh about them, watch these random videos that they make about how the husbands differ from women uh, or from wife, and then you will understand that you are not the only one. And we can learn to love and celebrate each other instead rather than trying to convert each other to ourselves i can't i don't have to convert you to me you don't have to convert me to you we have to remain different so that we can form a unit that is more superior than each of us apart so we need to understand that our differences were meant to strengthen the relationship if we don't understand that we will live in a weak relationship that is supposed to be strengthened by the weak by the strengths and the differences that we have been ignoring or trying to get rid of. Lisa thank you so very much. We'll try our best. How do we contact you? Because some of us need this, right? We need this mental shake-up, this relationship shake-up. Right. Thank you very much, Nongkuleko. Um, you can call, you can um Connect with me on my website, www.lehlohonolo.mazin.co.za. You can just Google the name. It might will definitely lead you to some of the links, including my website. On Facebook, where I share most of my activities, Mazindo, and every other social media platform. My practice number, if you want to make a counseling appointment with me, is 76 0848 but because the practice is closed and it's only open in next week uh, let me share my personal number in case you want to connect with me which is 060 993 6765 060 993 6765 thank, thank you very you. much <laughs> thank you